Hi, my name's Kim Cole, and I'm your host of Real 510. Our podcast is dedicated to the stories of real buyers and real sellers in the East Bay residential housing environment in Northern California. Finding a solid investment to grow one half to several million dollars is a strategic and calculative exercise of wisdom and intuition. Now mix in the emotional meaning of home, your safety, your shelter, your memories. The task is daunting and the influences are great and there's no proven instruction manual. Join us as we explore the process, the challenges and the triumphs of those who have successfully navigated the storm. Welcome to Real 510. Hi, I'm Kim Cole, and I am here today with Kelsey and Alex Spady. Very excited to have you here. Thank you so much. We first met each other kind of serendipitously. It was a Friday night, and we were having an art event in our office, and Alex and Kelsey were peering in the window looking at some of the, some of the little brochures that were in the window of the various houses. And um, went out to talk to him for a couple of minutes and offered him a glass of champagne. And next thing you know, you're buying a house. (laughs) Thanks again for being here on our podcast today. And I think that your story is a really fun one and kind of surprising, I think, to our organization in working with you and delightful all at the same time. Um, But why don't I let you do the talking and we'll do the listening. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. I'm Kelsey. I'm from the Sacramento area and was coaxed over to the Bay Area to get away from the heat um, <laughs> to go to school at University of San Francisco, where I met Alex. Uh, we've been together for about seven years, got married earlier in 2018, and decided to officially settle down in Oakland. I'm Alex. I grew up in Walnut Creek, and I jumped over the bridge to go to school at University of San Francisco as well, where I met Kelsey. And we've been jumping around the East Bay in different places, and we got married in 2018, and we decided to finally put our roots in Oakland. Very cool, very cool. Well, you definitely found the right side of the Bay. That's exciting in itself. You know, it's interesting because you went through kind of a big life change, right, just getting married. I mean, that's a big life change, right? And in the same year, you started kind of window shopping. Was there... Was there a series of events or an event or what, what triggered this? Well, we've been at a few different places in Oakland and kind of fell in love with the community, fell in love with the great restaurant scene, the bars, of course, <laughs> um, and just decided that this is where we wanted to be. We flirted with the idea of moving to New York and realized we don't like weather. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> Oakland was really the place that we wanted We wanted to settle, and so we just started looking. Never thought we would be able to buy a house. I kept telling friends that it would be about eight years till we bought a house. But after we got married, we're like, well, what else can we do to really shake things up? And what else can we do to make our lives more busy? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) We, um, as you mentioned, serendipitously, I can't even say the word. (laughs) Serendipitously. Serendipitously ran into you, and Kim, you know what you're doing, because all of a sudden you offer me a glass of champagne, and I'm emailing you the next week. (laughs) It's funny, because I actually remember you both saying, you know, we're kind of toying with the idea, it would be kind of cool at some point to come in and just talk about it, which... 
I mean, to me, that makes all the sense in the world. But it it definitely sounded like it was eight years from now that you would actually be <laughs> <Yeah>. buying a home. <laughs> um, okay, so what kind of triggered the the thought that okay, you called me, you emailed me, maybe a week later or so? What happened? I love looking at real estate, just seeing what's out there and seeing, you know, dream homes, what the impossible. (laughs) And then I was like, well, why don't we just take that first step? Why don't we meet with somebody and let's meet with Kim because she knows champagne. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't, and you know, you seemed personable. You seemed, I know we came in looking young and you just opened your arms to us and didn't give us, you know, didn't, didn't wave us off when we came in and had a serious conversation. And so I thought that would be good to reach out to you and you made it more realistic than I thought it would be to buy a house. Oh, that's cool. Because what did you think the process was going to be prior to that? I think we thought the process was going to be really complicated. And I mean, we were already thinking it was going to take eight years. I think from a financial perspective, it was like it seemed out of reach. And then also just we didn't really know what the process even was. So it was just kind of this big mystery that like we didn't even know how to even wrap our minds around. So while it was fun to look on Zillow and um, Redfin and everything, it, it seemed like it was the, the next step was to come in and you know, actually talk to someone. And so, yeah, I guess we really didn't have a sense of what was the what was the process. It was just kind of a big mystery to us. It's so interesting that you say that because your skill set, I just happen to know as a forensic accountant, right? You, you're a numbers guy. Like you, you've, you looked at the numbers, but yet that still was something kind of daunting to you, right? Yeah, I think the, I think the, calculating the mortgage and stuff is all you know all makes sense but it's all the other pieces of going into a home that just what's hard is the things that you don't even think you know about and i think it was great when we first met the first time you really helped us like see that it wasn't as ominous and scary as a process as we thought it was it was actually a lot more in our reach than we thought that's cool to hear that that's great but but at the same time there were still, I'm sure, so many factors that you were weighing and some stress that goes into that. Am I doing the right thing? Are we looking in the right area? That type of thing. You worked very closely with our team and you actually ended up working with Kellen Cole. Mm-hmm. I know him too. <laughs> um, and he just totally enjoyed bonding with you guys. And it was it was so much fun to see it from afar watching your relationship together because he he just had so much fun with you guys because I think you were very, very transparent and relied on his expertise and at the same time really shared your own and your own interests and such. What other tools did you did you use or did you? H H G T V? Well, we are HGTV viewers, um, so I know how to, I could redo a kitchen, no problem. But we really relied on, frankly, Zillow, Trulia, word of mouth is always the strongest for me in marketing. I'm always counting, you know, I'm counting on people and recommendations. So we really relied on Kim and Kellen to give us their expertise and Trulia, of course, to look at other houses in the neighborhood and see what others are going for and what others look like and just make sure that the investment was a sound investment. And do you feel that those were effective tools? Do you think there's any other tools maybe you should have used? Or 
Gosh, it went by so quickly that <laughs> I, I do think that the Zillows and the Trulias were very helpful, but what was missing was they didn't quite capture the sense of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, we really had to go in and look at houses and get a feel of the neighborhood to understand what they what they really felt like and what the neighbors were like and how they were growing. Where we ended up buying is kind of by the Coliseum, and there's a lot of there's a lot of talk going around about Coliseum City and it growing a lot, and you don't get that from those websites. They don't know what legislation and what buildings are are going up, so you have to do a lot of that research yourself and really understand where the neighborhoods are heading. And how did you go about that? That that's is very astute. I mean, I don't know that everyone goes to those lengths, but they should. But what resources did you utilize to understand the neighborhood more and, and kind of the trends? Well, I am um, was lucky enough to, I actually work in the area that we live in, and I serve that community as marketing manager in the East Bay SPCA. So I've been hearing a lot just being there for work all the time, and it's been a really important part of the company's growth in general, being in that area. Um, so I hear it from our board members. I hear it from our president. We're always we're always talking about where that location is heading. So when we were looking at a house in that neighborhood, I was like, oh, I know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's insightful. How how many neighborhoods do you, did you look at originally? I mean, did you have it narrowed down to just one or? I think uh, I remember we looked at. I want to say five or six neighborhoods. And I think what really attracted us to the neighborhood we finally landed in was finally the one of the things was the price point and the the potential in that neighborhood was really exciting to us. I think that was one of the big that was one of the big pieces for that neighborhood. But I but we looked at about five or six. Interesting. And and I remember having a conversation with Kellen and yourselves where you were trying to determine your price range mm-hmm. and you had a very wide price range. You and and you mentioned several different neighborhoods like Montclair was one of your neighborhoods. I mean Montclair to Coliseum City area is kind of two different areas, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty wide range in price point. So it's interesting where you start your search and where you end your search, yet it felt just right yeah. to you, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it was, you know, I think when we were first looking in some areas, it was fun to, like we were saying, like window shop and look and, you know, it's fun to look at places on Zillow and places like that, but it's also really important to go and see them in person because we saw plenty of places where we looked at the pictures and we thought, oh, wow, this is really great. And then we're, we got in there like, wow you must have picked the best camera angle ever to look at this room. <laughs> you <laughs> um, totally missed the telephone pole yeah, that's right outside. Yeah, exactly. and that, yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like we just, we felt like with those areas that it just really wasn't, partly it just we weren't, we didn't fall in love with the home or the area. Um, and we also just didn't feel like it was a value for what we were going to spend money on. And that was also part of the decision as well. And so the area we're in really met all of those needs for us. No, it, that is just so cool. So I know that you work very closely with our brokerage, our organization, and specifically Kellen. I mean, you guys were probably on the phone every day in one way or another for for a couple of weeks anyway. But there were other professional services, I think, that you did get involved with. Tell me a little bit about that. Who did you rely on? And 
Yeah, we use one of the big ones is our mortgage broker, Kevin Kennedy and his team, uh, Justine and Kevin, and uh, were the two the biggest uh, members of the team that we worked with. And they were the big helpers in getting our mortgage approval, getting our offer letter or pre-approval letter so that we could go out and actually start looking for homes. And their team was incredibly responsive and they really helped with kind of demystifying a lot of the pieces of the mortgage industry and how that all played into what home we were buying. And they made the process um, really smooth. We were both, we had just transitioned jobs, I think a few months before we were looking at homes. So our disclosures and what we were putting into a mortgage application was a little more complicated than we were hoping it was going to be, but they were able to really pull our, our packet and our application together and make it seamless for us. So their team was, that was probably the biggest group that we used. And then we relied on a lot of referrals from your team for insurance and for contractors and such throughout the process. And now I'd say now that we own the home, we've been using Yelp and uh, Home Advisor a lot for Yelp for bigger contractors like a plumber and Home Advisor for more smaller general contractor work. Like we wanted to mount a TV, for example, and we found someone uh, we needed window screens. Home Advisor was great for that. So kind of pre and post. Cool. So that wasn't so that wasn't so difficult once you moved in. Like you didn't have to have that all that lined up before you actually closed escrow and moved into your home. We definitely, I think maybe it was my own anxiety, but I definitely feel like I had to have that all lined up. But okay. um, once I finally, once we, we had some time, we took about three weeks from when we closed escrow until we actually moved in and we used that time to get the house ready. And it was kind of shocking to me about how quickly all the, the contractors and stuff would respond and were able to do a lot of the work what little work we wanted to do to the house before we even moved in. So, Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's good to hear yeah. The yeah. So and Oakland. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of the people we found on home advisor have recommended that that was a great resource to find. And it's really, you can basically type in the project that you're trying to do and ta-da, like you'll find tons of people that will get back to you very quickly. So that's, that's fantastic. So let me just kind of take a step back on that process because day one, I met you outside of our office. Seven, somewhere like seven days later, Kelsey emailed something like, I don't know, that certainly the next week we met face to face, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a two week period. Then how soon after that did you meet with the lender? You guys put us in touch with them, I think, like the day after we first met with you. And we had our pre-approval letter, I think, within two days. Oh, um, wow. That's cool. Kevin and his team worked really quickly to turn everything around. So we were basically ready to start looking at homes, I think, within three days after we met with you. Armed and dangerous. Armed and dangerous. <laughs> Which is hard to believe since... We were still under the impression that we would probably be about eight years from buying a home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, how, how time really surprises you sometimes. Yeah. yeah, so that's a tribute to both Kevin and Kim's team where we had no timeline necessarily, and yet we're being in touch with people the day after and getting documents so quickly without really having a big need. 
So reflecting back on that, would you change the order of any of that or do any seek for services differently? I, I don't think so. I think finding, I think first getting in touch with a real estate agent was for us the right move. We had talked, I had actually like a year prior to this whole process, had talked to a mortgage broker, but because we weren't really in, it was right before our wedding and we were planning for a wedding. So we were not in the space of even thinking about getting a house. And it was a helpful process, but I think talking to someone that understands the, the market in which you're trying to buy a home is a really helpful thing first before you even decide to go through the process of getting pre-approved on a mortgage. Because it, you can go get pre-approved on a mortgage, but if you don't even know where you want to buy, you're kind of, you're armed, but you're, and you're kind of dangerous to yourself, I feel like. <laughs> but so, I, you know, I think the, the way in which the process worked for us was you know, pretty seamless and, and easy. And I, I don't think I would change it. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that about meeting with a realtor prior to meeting with a lender, because there's many people out there and, you know, our, our audience, people that are listening right now are your mom and your dad and first time home buyers that are going, where do I start? How do I start? You know, let's make this real. And many people start first with the financing end of it because that's the part right that they the biggest mystery like what can I afford that's where everything starts and from a real estate broker's perspective we are often a little disappointed when people start there because they end up starting a relationship with somebody maybe that's in Philadelphia at a call center mm -hmm. that have already established a relationship with our clients and you know, we all respect loyalty to people that are working with you and such. But at the end of the day, when you are putting offers in on homes and you're trying to both get your offer accepted and ensure that the escrow is going to close, working with a lender that's halfway across the country might not be to your best advantage. Yeah. So um, I appreciate you raising that flag for us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I would say definitely the local aspect of both your team and you know Kevin's team were great when we we were actually able to close escrow a week earlier than planned largely because we could we had a team that was local and that could you know instead of having to send paper documents three days in the mail Kevin went and drove some of the documents over to the title company to get them expedited more quickly so you know having that local touch was definitely a benefit to our our process that's great. That's really wonderful. So I have to ask you the question because this did all happen very quickly for you. And you did start in one place and kind of, I don't know that you ended up in another place, but you could have gone a lot of different directions. How would you say that your priorities changed in the process? Well, I think specifically one of our biggest quote-unquote must-haves was we wanted to be in a central location. We lived in an apartment in downtown Oakland, and we were used to the hustle and bustle and, want, and still wanted that. And then we realized that that's really expensive. <laughs> so it was still really important for us to have, you know, to land in a place where we could see ourselves growing and the house kind of being a little more flexible so that really took priority. We ditched the idea of being central when we realized that had a price tag of over a million dollars <laughs> and focused more on that. 
Yeah, I, I actually remember you saying, we, like, <laughs> we, we want to be able to walk to coffee. And I don't think you're walking to coffee. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> in, ten, maybe in five years when they yeah, start yeah. building, yeah. but not right now. Yeah, true, true. And that is, and that makes the best investment when you can be doing that, right, in five or ten years for sure. Any other wish list changes that you had? Hmm. I, we, I feel like we kept our wish list kind of, we were like, oh, we need... The apartments that we came from, our first apartment in Oakland didn't have a dishwasher, barely had a parking space, didn't have a washer dryer. So we were just thrilled to have a washer and dryer. Yeah. (laughs) Your expectations were not crazy, right? Yeah. Um, So as you all were moving around to different neighborhoods, how did that influence your priorities and wish list? Once you learned what was in Montclair, did that change what you thought you wanted in a house? Yeah, I think we... You know, like being like you mentioned Montclair, I think we realized that the walk, like the walkability of being able to be like felt like we were downtown um, wasn't as important to us as some of the other aspects of the home. When we started really getting closer to looking at homes and looking at disclosures, we started to see that, you know, wow, this house is really centrally located, but it also has a lot of things that need to be like fixed in it. And I don't know if I want to do that. And then I'm also, it's also a million dollar home. Wow, this is really all of a sudden, I think it helped us weight our priorities a little differently. And that became part of the process of how we, how we changed what we were looking for. The fact that y'all chose a neighborhood where you would be able to immediately start building equity, I think is really interesting as first time home buyers because it's a kind of an advanced concept. I think a lot of people when they first come out of apartments or they've been, they've been renting downtown, they expect they're going to walk right into that lifestyle and that's the only lifestyle they want. But you all discovered that by going out a little bit further and looking around in different neighborhoods and weighing different data points that you actually stand to make a little money if you do a different type of lifestyle right now. And I think, like, how is that working out now that y'all are in it and living it? And are you happy with that choice? Yeah, I think that we've already seen, we've seen more change just in the news. There's talk of a Coliseum city um, and Coliseum being torn down and rebuilt. There's a lot of excitement around that. And it's something that we kind of had heard rumors about. And now that they're like proposing plans and there's renderings, we're like mm-hmm. this could really happen and this could be a huge value for us down the road. And in general, we just really like the neighbors, the neighborhood in general. One of our neighbors, who's like the mayor of the street, is mm-hmm. like looking out for us and she texts us when, you know, oh, your car's out front and there's street cleaning today. So you, are you moving your car? Are you staying home? And I think that's just, a, that's really, it's really nice. We've just never had that in the apartments that we've lived in. Mm-hmm. And to know our neighbors is, has been really special. That's, that's amazing. Is Philly, who, who expects that as, as a millennial? Like, I don't expect to move in and immediately start to get along with my neighbors. And so I think that's a really special thing that you all have kind of that familial feel in your neighborhood. That's cool. Well, good for y'all. And we happen to know a little like business insider info that the Coliseum is definitely a big topic in Oakland development. And so your, your research was very on point. I mean, <laughs> lots of exciting things are definitely happening around the Coliseum right now. I think um, Kelsey's marketing expertise really, really helped a lot in that uh, insight, which is fantastic. You are leaders. You are pioneers. Um, <laughs> hey, so we, we've talked about different people that influenced you in this process. We talked about Kellen, your agent. We talked about myself. We talked about Kevin Kennedy and his team at RPM Mortgage. 
But I know that there's more to influences than just the hired guns, right? The professionals that are involved. Who else really influenced your purchase? Well, I'm sure we're actually probably in a little bit of trouble because we kept our home buying process a little quiet. And that was mostly because we weren't really sure, and I still haven't realized that we bought a home. Um, But it was really, we had a list of ideas and dreams and thoughts around our home, our future home. And I think sometimes friends and family have ideas for themselves, and they get bogged down in those. And we wanted to just a clear mind of this is what we want, and we don't want influence in that kind of emotional aspect uh, where we did get influence from, especially family with my dad is knows is pretty tech savvy and electrical savvy. So I did, when we got serious about the home that we ended up buying, I sent him the disclosures and had him look at them just to make sure. And my mom too has invested in quite a bit of real estate. So I had her look at disclosures just from that point of view. But when it came to what the house looked like and the layout and the school system, we kept it to ourselves. That is a real estate agent's dream. (laughs) 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 And and we did the same thing with our wedding and (laughs) we will probably continue to do that. But we've had family over since then and they all love it or say that they love it. So it's worked out really well. And, and I think that just having kind of that seal of approval from your father, a very knowledgeable, you know, contractor is, is just huge. That, that kind of has a nice little seal of approval, nice little, nice little finish. So I guess right along with that, you sifted through a lot of information and very quickly again. Looking back on that, what would you say these are like the key things, you know, three things, five things. And here's things that were really unimportant. Or, or maybe well, you want to start there. What was unimportant? Well, I'll start with important, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, I think one of the big things that we got much more accustomed to reading were the disclosures. I think that was something that, oh man, there, it's a lot of paper. Um, and it's, <laughs> I mean, in my line of work, I, being a forensic accountant, I look through lots of statements and paperwork that most people find really boring. So the, reading the disclosures wasn't, I kind of enjoyed it in a weird way, but it's definitely a lot, but it's really important paperwork and information that I think for us took some homes that we really thought we fell in love with that you can see great pictures of, you can go and visit and everything looks to be just really, really wonderful to then read that, oh my gosh, this entire house has a foundation that's like crumbling or, you know, wow, the wiring that you can't see because it's in the wall is actually really outdated and you need to take the whole wall apart. You know, having that information, I think, was one of the biggest pieces of information that helped our decision process. One of the things that we fell in love with with our house was that, you know, every, I mean, in all the disclosures, there's things that are frightening that would, you know, it's like reading a stock disclosure. If you did that, you'd never want to buy a stock ever. Um, But there are definitely things that we realized like, wow, this house doesn't have a lot of things in its disclosures that all these other homes we're looking at do. And that was, that was one of the biggest factors, I think, for us in, in the buying process was the state of the disclosures. So I'd say that was one of the big things. 
Was there anything that wasn't needed, that wasn't necessary, information that you maybe thought was going to be a priority or people warned you about? Or? Yeah, I, I can't really think of anything just because when you're looking at making such a big life change and such a big financial investment, it seemed like everything was important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, I mean, like even knocking on the walls and turning rugs over, it just every... Uh, even the minutia seemed like it was pivotal in such a big decision-making process. Just data, data. We need all the mm-hmm. data that we can get. Well, I think that's, I think really that helped lead you to a very solid decision. And speaking of that, when did you know, like without a doubt, you knew this is it, this is the house? Well, you had warned us to not start moving things in in our minds, and we definitely did that. Um, so when we saw the house and started imagining how we could build it and how it could change as our lives change, I think that was when we decided that we had to have it. And this was our house, and we started building our buyer's letter. And then I realized, I was like, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be so upset. And, and Kim told me not to do this, and I did it. <laughs> I, think, I think, too, um, part of that is when we saw it, we had asked you, it was, we looked at, one of the things for us was, you know, a move-in ready house. And we looked at this house, and it was very clearly like the person who owned it before came in and really redid it and you know we were concerned i think a little bit that it was oh is this just going to be like every other flip like oh what are we getting ourselves into and we asked you and you were like no you're you don't see flips like this like i want to buy this house and we were like okay we have to get it like this is it <laughs> like th- we, th- this will not just like keep coming up like we have to jump on this and that was i think for us that those were the tipping points that really made us you know jump after it where you just knew it was a one of a kind it was it was a rare gem yeah, yeah. and i think i absolutely think it was i still envision it when i am making uh design selections for inventory homes for people and this type of thing it, there's just uh it's it's beautiful it's beautifully laid out nice work you guys okay so let's just step back in summary, what was your biggest challenge if you were to say this is it? This was the very biggest challenge in buying a home. I would say our biggest challenge was ourselves. We didn't think that we could buy a home and we weren't doing the research because we didn't think that we could. So once we started actually talking about it and meeting with people and realizing that it could be a reality for us, we got over that challenge and started really thinking about it. And I was so hesitant. The idea of like putting in an offer seemed so foreign to me. Yeah. And at one point you had mentioned, you know, this is a really competitive market. This is the Bay Area. You could put in eight offers and not get a house. So if you like something, put in an offer. And that I just had, I had such a hard time with. I was like, but it's an offer. Like that means it's done. And <laughs> that's not what that means at all. Oh yeah, that is... Uh... That, that is daunting on top of the other components. So, and when you said, I, I didn't really think that we were able to do this, did you mean you didn't think you guys were able to buy a home because you put the goal out at eight years and this wasn't eight years yet or because of your finances or because of your, because of the environment or what was it? I was definitely thinking more financially. You always hear in this 
you know, could, could also be true that the housing goes for 30% over asking and you go to a open house and there's 40 people there and, you know, there's always somebody who will beat you out on an offer. So I was just thinking that if we got serious about it, we would just be disappointed over and over and over by putting in these offers and coming in. And it's a science too, when you put in an offer. And that was also something that I had no idea about when you guys sent us over the comps and looked at, you know, strategically, where do you, where do you level out? You know, do you really want this house? Do you put in a little bit more than you thought? Or do you, do you want to go back and see what happens? I just didn't, I, I thought that we would just keep running into, it would take a year or longer, even if we were being, you know, really proactive and looking at houses all the time. Well, you certainly help put yourselves in, in a great position by having all the documentation, by being able to really prove yourselves financially through your lender. In addition to that, the letter, that emotional letter that you wrote was amazing. I think there were animals in that letter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we uh, put a picture of ourselves and our the other members in our family, which are our two cats. <laughs> It's their house now. <laughs> so I have to tell this little story, but you need to chime in if I don't have the details of this perfect, because I did hear it third party through uh, Kellen, your agent. But I understand that Kelsey is very, very, very good at research, and we've kind of talked about that in a few aspects. But as I understand, Kelsey, you actually researched the owner of the property, Yes. I, since I'm a millennial, I'm also very good at internet stalking. <laughs> um, so I Googled him and found his website and found his Facebook page. <laughs> and um, he does really, really incredible work. He, I, from what I hear, he, uh, he flips. This was his first flip. And he splits his time between San Francisco and Austin. And I'm so appreciative that he picked that house and flipped it and we found it. Yeah, and the no timing kidding. lined up just perfectly. He he designed a house that I would have designed, but not been able to execute as well. He probably had more time and resources too. Yeah. <laughs> now I understand also that you found out that he loved animals. Oh, yes. So of course I found well, he's a designer. I found out he loved animals. So I included in my letter, Alex and I have been kitten fosters for about four years. And so I made sure to let him know how I imagined this beautiful cottage that he envisioned as a studio um, that would actually really be a foster room for us and our kittens. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really excited to use it, but kitten season is just around the corner, so I'm sure we'll have some running around very soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to share, too, with our audience that not only was that just smart in doing research and speaking to the owner, but our understanding from the agent once your offer was accepted was there were other offers that were really in the same, they were very similar, very, very, very similar, but your letter really was the tipping point. So that was pretty cool to hear. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're in your home, what is the biggest surprise now that you've moved in? This might seem ridiculous, but I think one of the biggest surprises was being renters all of our lives, like having to sign up for all the utilities. And that that's not something that you inherently think. Uh, one of our neighbors was funny. She came by to us and she's like, hey, I noticed they didn't pick up your trash last week. I was like, 
yeah, that's because I didn't know I had to call them and set up an account. Um, I think there's so much in the process of buying a house that you go into, uh, like, and, and our, the team that we worked with was really great about preparing us about everything. You kind of don't think about, okay, now that I have the keys, what do I do? I'm, I'm in this house and you're like, oh, there's actually a whole bunch of other stuff that goes into, you know, owning the house. That was probably the biggest surprise. And, you know, I think, I think Kelsey has a, Kelsey wants to weigh in too on her biggest surprise. No? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Did you find something um, No, no. I, yes. I think that was our, my biggest surprise was that there were no major issues. After we moved in, I was, I was prepped and ready for black mold and having to tear down walls and things. Because those are the stories that you hear. Or maybe that they're on TV or something. Um, but I was ready for something to just like fall apart. And it hasn't like knock on wood, but it has not happened. <laughs> well, that's really great news. <laughs> oh boy. Thank goodness. Yeah, okay. That was, that was delightful. Though. Oh yeah. All, all the things that we were, were doing to the house were all things that like we wanted to do that like made the house, you know, more personable or, or more for us. Um, like I mentioned before, like we had to find someone to put screens on the windows cause or we have cats and they want to go outside, but we, they're not, they're indoor cats. So like, but all the things that we were doing to the house were all things that, you know, made it more of a home for us. They weren't, oh my gosh, we have an emergency, you know, repair because blah, blah, blah. Right. <laughs> um, so that was, that was, that was a really nice surprise as well. Oh, that's, that's great. So it was what it was. But then, you know, I think that goes back to the disclosure piece that you talked about is there were thorough disclosures and you went through them thoroughly. So there weren't really surprises, which, which is really, that's a positive. Well, I, I want to stay here forever and just talk with you because you're so much fun and it's just been a pleasure, absolute pleasure. But I'd like to kind of wrap things up and I want to close on a bit of advice. If you could think of out of all of this if you were speaking to yourselves when you were first getting into the home buying market and such what what advice would you offer first-time home buyers coming into the Oakland market I would say when you're go to as many open houses as you can and see what's out there and if something seems weird it's weird <laughs> so if there's if you feel like the staging company put a random table in the middle of the room and it seems odd look under it because there might be something that they're trying to hide and just don't make assumptions and make sure you turn the faucets on to, for the water pressure <laughs> i love that i think very very much along the same lines of what kelsey said you know, going to a lot of open houses and reading a lot of disclosures, I think gets you just more data points. The first one we ever read was scary. Um, I thought, oh my gosh, why would anyone ever buy a house? But the more you, you, more open houses you get to, the more disclosures you read, the more you get a sense for, oh yeah, they're going to put this in every disclosure and every house that wasn't built, you know, in 2018 is going to have this in its disclosure oh, okay, this is actually a problem. And, and, and going to enough open houses, we started to see like, okay, this is, this is just an Oakland home thing, or this is just, this is what happens when you build a home in 1941 or, and it really helps you weigh out the things that you really should be, you know, focused on. But having those data points is, was really helpful for us in the process. I think the home we ended up um, purchasing was one of the last homes on our list through our, our search. And I think, I guess the other piece of advice was kind of to how we saw this home was 
we had a list of like five open houses we were seeing in a day and this one was the last one on our list we were kind of tired we were like i don't know it's kind of out let's just see it like and we were kind of of all the homes we were looking at, it was, it was not, it wasn't even the highest on our list. And, you know, I guess the other piece of advice would be go see the house anyway. You never know what you might find. When we walked into that place, we were totally transported to like it being our house and we were already moving in furniture, uh, even from the first time we saw it. So go see an open house. Keep going. Keep going. Gather data points yeah. and not not maybe judging a book by its cover type of thing, yeah. right? Try yeah. not to cross things off the list that uh, attracted you in the first place. And I love that, Kelsey, you really kind of validated, like, trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. I always liken uh, the home buying process, the home seeking process to dating. And I, I do see it yeah, a lot yeah. like that. You have to have a certain amount of data points. And you have to be logical with things that'll work and not work. But at the end of the day, you got to trust your intuition, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, it certainly worked. Yeah. So again, Alex, Kelsey, I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. And um, I'm so glad that you found a beautiful home and that you're so happy. It's... uh, It makes it all worthwhile. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Thank you. This episode has been sponsored by the Kevin Kennedy team with RPM Mortgage. Kevin and his team consistently deliver top-notch service and personal attention. Kevin meets with his clients in person and is available seven days a week to answer questions. And I can certainly testify on that. Kevin definitely goes the extra mile to get his clients the best rates and loan terms. Seriously, across the board, our clients have been delighted with their loan experience, communication, and delivery is A-plus with the Kevin Kennedy team. Thanks for listening today, and please check out Real 510 on iTunes. To find out more about this episode, visit our website, kimcolerealestate.com. That's K-I-M-C-O-L-E, realestate.com. We're a woman-owned, team-oriented boutique real estate brokerage specializing in urban luxury properties in exciting Oakland, California, and the greater Bay Area. Real 510 is produced by Max Billings.